0: Good day, a happy new year, and welcome to episode 60 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I am joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt. How are we, Matt?
1: I we are good. We are good. I and We are good.
0: And this week, once again, we are joined by the Empress of Stardew Valley, Christine. How are you, Christine?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing oh. just swell. It's a new year. Same me. As you've noticed, he's still not here, Manny. Uh, last we heard, he was going on like a trip with his family, and it was going to be like a few a few days in the car. It it didn't sound like he made it. Unfortunately, he's actually just he's permanently stuck in traffic. Yeah, and like I told him, man, we have planes, and he was like, "Nah, I really enjoy Boston traffic, and especially I enjoy Boston to DC traffic. So I'm gonna try my luck with both." I don't mm. think it worked out well, though, because we it's haven't heard from him in days. I told him not to. stuck on a
1: highway in Connecticut somewhere. It's,
0: it's crazy. But, you know, until he gets, you know, some Wi Fi or something, I don't, he's got to get something, right? Because we'll never hear from him. We have to keep the house clean. As always, please follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at plus one player. And on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash plus one player and for all of those that is at plus the number one player. So go check out our social media accounts because there you'll find all of the links to our articles, our podcast episodes. And so while you're following us on social media, keeping up to date with everything that's going on on the website, feel free to check us out at plus1player.com. Right there you can find every single piece of content we've ever produced from old episodes of the podcast to the original articles when we released one a week. <laughs> we really set the bar high at the original start of this website, but seriously, go on over to plusoneplayer.com, check out all of the content, and of course, you can find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plusoneplayer. We stream almost every night of the week, we've been taking a little break due to the holidays, but once the new year gets rolling, we'll be back on our regular schedule, streaming some awesome games, and of course, some of those new games that are coming out in 2019, go listen to last week's episode, hear what we're excited about, because I bet we'll be streaming it on Twitch. Dot tv slash plus one player also on the website and in our twitter bio you can find the link to our discord come on and join the conversation we have amazing discussions every single day all night into the wee hours of the morning talking about games movies memes jokes and we've been sharing so many uh <laughs> jokes. Some, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> some jokes
1: some jokes <laughs>
0: And we've been sharing some of the gifts we received over the holiday season. So it's been a lot of fun. So go on over, check out the Discord, join the community. We'd love to have you. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case we will not joke with you. And you can't no. see any of the gifts we got. If you've enjoyed all the content that we've been producing, if you enjoy hanging out with us in Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com one player. If you're feeling generous in the holiday season, feel free to throw us a buck or two because every single dollar you give us goes right back into the show to help it be the absolute best show it could ever be. We have a great group of Patreon supporters. We shouted them all out last week, and we actually have a brand new sponsor to the show. (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to read that. And of course, we can't finish housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter we have, and that is Nerdiest Brands, the sponsor of the show. So if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to NerdiestBrands.com. That's nerdius, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. And like I mentioned, we do have a new sponsor to the show, and that of course is our old buddy Tim. Tim's hey. a great guy. That's the sponsor. He's <laughs> <It's> just Tim. <laughs> so thank you, Tim. We really appreciate it. If you want to like create an ad read for us, you can go ahead and do that. But right now, Tim's just a great guy who decided <laughs> to be a sponsor of the show. So thank you, Tim. We really appreciate the support. But yeah, if you want an it ad read. It is his birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, sponsor you Tim. Us, it'll, it'll, your birthday will have come and gone. But just know that in the present moment of your birthday, we wish you the happiest of birthdays. Congratulations on making it 30 years.
1: Wow. 30 years of Tim.
0: 30 years of Tim. Amazing. That's actually going to be probably what he's going to make us do for an ad read. It's just 30 (laughs) years of Tim. So with that, the house is now clean. We have so many good things to talk about this week, as we always do. So Matt, what is on the agenda
1: tonight? All right. Well, on today's show we'll start off with coffee talk where our host donna d will be back (laughs) to walk our contestants through some questions well they will give you where they will give you some of their opinions on some hot take questions uh after that we're gonna move into the topic of the pod where we're gonna discuss spoilers spoilers in video games spoilers in the media uh and our opinions on spoilers in general and then we'll move on to patch notes where we will update you with some of the latest news in gaming. So I'm going to throw it over to uh, Donna D, who's here all the way from Mineola, I believe. Uh, (laughs) Donna D. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Donna D. And this is the rapid fire show where our panelists will each give their take on a variety of topics in under 30 seconds each as we all sip on piping hot mugs of Starbucks peppermint mochas. All right. Let's get started because I got to catch the R soon. We're going uh, in from Mineola to catch a play, and then we're going to meet some <laughs> friends at the largest Applebee's on earth. All right. <laughs> alrighty. 30 seconds on the clock. Steven. Yes. First topic is a Smash Brothers question. Mm-hmm. Kirby or Jigglypuff? Discuss.
0: Ooh, that is a really good one. I'm going to go with Kirby. And... Mostly because I haven't really used Jigglypuff too much, but from the time I've used Kirby, I've had a lot of fun. Great recovery with the floating, just kept, you know, tapping the jump button, floats up, and then you can drop the rock down, you can hit him with the hammer. Got a pretty good arsenal, arsenal of moves, excuse me. And I've never been a huge fan of Jigglypuff. I could do without the singing. Uh, I think it's a cheap tactic, if we're being honest, so I think Kirby is going to be my number one in
1: that choice. Time. Ooh! Wow, that was good. That was good. That was good, folks. All right. Christine, same question. Smash, Kirby, or Jigglypuff? Discuss.
2: Kirby is my main, so Kirby all oh. the way. Uh, down B is the best. Jigglypuff can only sing or get big or use that cheat move rollout. So I'm I'm sorry, Kate, but Kirby is the best
1: boy. Wow. Doesn't even need 30 Doesn't seconds. Doesn't even need it. Boom. Boom. Uh, all right. Second topic. Kate is Stephen. probably fuming right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me tell you why I have 30 puffs. <laughs> second topic, Stephen. Animal companions in video games, horse or dog? Discuss. That is
0: one of the toughest things. I have to go with dog. And mostly because of my time with metal gear solid five d dog is the coolest Mm. companion he can basically sniff out enemies miles away he can stun them he can kill them if you if you want him to he's fantastic and i love dogs too horses are great don't get me wrong this is a tough one but i gotta go dog i'm a a dog person at heart
1: Mm. all right christine same question Companions of video games, horse or dog?
2: I'm going to go with horse because I can't have one in real life. Um, They're very expensive. Also, I like that they're used for transportation to get places fast, especially in The Witcher 3. Just hearing Mm. Geralt go, come on, roach is the best. (laughs) Horses for the win. Not sponsored by Lieutenant Horse. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Mm. Boom. Great answers. All right, third topic. Steven, mode types in video games zombie mode or battle royale discuss so both of those i only have like
0: limited experience with um, because I, I like them each in their own ways but in kind of small doses so i'm going to lean towards zombie mode because that's something that you can actually translate to a couch co-op and we don't get a lot of opportunities with new gen couch co-op other than mm-hmm. nintendo so i
1: think that would have to give it the edge in my mind mm, good answer christine mode types of video games zombie mode or battle royale discuss
2: Uh, I'm going to have to go zombie mode because I don't really like the Battle Royale genre, and I played zombie mode in Halo a lot, and it was a lot of fun. (laughs) So I'm going with that.
1: Boom. Yeah, zombie mode in Halo is such a throwback. (laughs) Um, All right, winter wild card. Steven, chili or stew? Discuss. Ooh, I have to side with
0: chili because you can make a hearty chili... Just like you can make a hearty stew. You can use, you know, like prime rib roast if you wanted to and throw that in in chunks instead of ground beef. And it's just as hearty as a stew would be, but it has the spice of a chili. And that's really what puts it over the edge for me. Mm. All right, Christine,
1: same question. Winter wild card chili or stew Uh,
0: i'm
2: also going with chili because i in Mm. general prefer chili to stew i think it's just got more variety of flavor and there's a lot more like things you can do with it whereas i feel like stew is a little bit more locked in because it's a broth-based uh food item
0: yeah do white chicken chili ground turkey chili ground beef chili Mm. all types of chili now i want chili me too (laughs) love chili well
1: (laughs) i'm your host donna d that was coffee talk all right see you later i got my mtae ticks. bye bye.
0: (laughs) thanks donna thanks for stopping
1: by you know she's a busy lady she is she's (laughs) She's always on the go she's got leopard print tights to wear
2: (laughs) her leggings that she got (sighs) from whatever the she's
1: big into leopard print i do know that about her she's got a jumpsuit Um, so (laughs) She has many velour track suits. (laughs) There's a lot of agreement there on those ones. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, those were good topics as well. We should do coffee talk more often because it's. uh, I like coffee. Yeah, it's it's laid back, easy to edit, and uh, (laughs) it's it's just good conversation.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, moving on to the topic of the pod, we're going to discuss spoilers. Uh, We're going to focus mostly on spoilers and video games, but I do have some outside research that I did, uh, which touches on some other forms of media that I think are relevant for the conversation. So if you guys don't mind, I'd like to start off with a little bit of history of spoilers.
2: I would love that. How does that sound? Sounds fantabulous.
1: Great. Well, then that's what I'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's interesting, actually, if you search for... Like, history of spoilers, or like more information on spoilers, you don't really get too many hits, um, but like enough to develop some knowledge about it. So, we'll start with Wikipedia, which uh, defines spoiler for us uh, as an element of a disseminated summary or description of any piece of fiction that reveals plot elements which threaten to give away important details. Uh, Typically, the details uh, of the conclusion of the plot, including the climax ending, are especially uh, regarded as spoiler material. And let's see. So I found this article, too, from Visual Thesaurus, which I didn't even know was a website uh, until my research. Uh, And this article came out in October of 2014 four years ago uh by ben zimmer uh and he was looking into well the, the title of the article is spoiler alert revealing the origins of the quote-unquote spoiler uh and he was researching it in uh relation to netflix which i guess try to think back four years of what netflix was back then and like Binge watching was like sort of newer, right? And like people who yeah. binge watch more things than other people like would know the conclusion to plots of stuff, yeah. you know? Ben Zimmer says novels and films have long had twist endings, but no one was demanding spoiler alerts about, say, the identity of the murder in an Agatha Christie who done it or the meaning of Rosebud in Citizen Kane. In 1960, Alfred Hitchcock wanted his audience to remain spoiler free when watching Psycho pleading with moviegoers, please don't give away the ending, it's the only one we have. Uh, Still, this sort of plot revelation had not yet been dubbed a spoiler. Uh, That would first happen, so this is talking about coinage of the term spoiler, that would first happen about a decade later in the pages of National Lampoon, an edgy humor magazine that had recently been spun off from the Harvard Lampoon. Doug Kenny's feature, Spoilers, that was the title of the article, in the April 1971 issue, went ahead and ruined a whole lifetime's worth of reading and viewing, <laughs> including Citizen Kane, Psycho, and those Agatha Christie mysteries. <laughs> Kenny sarcastically presented his spoilers as a public service that saves time and money. And let's see, Ben Zimmer goes on to then talk about sort of the, uh, you know, once the quote-unquote internet started or people started using computers more he says spoiler alerts were particularly common on news groups devoted to puzzles Uh, post revealing the solution to a puzzle would require in all caps spoiler netiquette netiquette like the etiquette of the internet also dictated the use of spoiler space which was a screen full of blank lines (laughs) after the spoiler warning uh, or some other method method of concealing or encrypting the answer such as rot 13 which was shifting letters of the spoiler 13 places in the alphabet so yeah i don't know i think a lot of people today hear like spoilers and they think oh yeah like internet video games like movies harry potter like you know modern day books and stuff like that i'd say maybe folks don't really think back to the origins of where it comes from so it's interesting that Alfred Hitchcock was like, nobody talk about the ending to Psycho in the 60s. And then uh,
2: 10 years later.
1: Yeah. And then in the 70s, this guy sort of coins it and ruins a bunch of things (laughs) for people in that article. And then it moves on to, you know, the early days of the internet and using computers and like, you know, leaving one entire page blank uh, (laughs) for a spoiler warning. Um, For a puzzle. Yeah. And for a puzzle too don't tell me the
2: solution to my sudoku
1: yeah yeah exactly so yeah i don't know it's a little interesting and i think i remember maybe you know this one more than i do christine but like harry potter or steve Mm -hmm. weren't there like lots of things that people were trying to spoil for people oh all the time i feel like it was
0: with that it was with just about every single you know phenomenon release because I, I they were, they were, one of the radio shows I listened to, um, I think they went around when the Harry Potter movie was coming out and they just like, as a bit, they went around and just started spoiling it to people waiting in line. And the reactions oh were pretty, pretty vicious.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or like, I think Simpsons did like a bit with that, with Star Wars, where um, Homer and Marge are leaving the theater. And he's like, I can't believe, like, I forget if it was like talking about Darth Vader being luke's dad or that anakin skywalker i don't forget but mm-hmm. and how everyone was pissed off that he just like spoiled it um <laughs> and i think the harry potter thing was snape killing dumbledore i think that was like the big like uh, book six. Oh yeah uh, yeah yeah that yeah. was like the really big thing that like this huge character died by another main character i think that was because i remember that being like a huge thing yeah. way, to,
0: way to spoil that christine jeez
2: it's, <laughs> it's past it's past the expiration date <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, but
0: no, that's, that's perfect because that's one of the things that we're eventually going to talk about is, like, what is kind of that date? Like, when are these happenings that go on in media, when are they kind of, like, free reign for people to yeah. openly discuss without the worry of spoiling it for someone?
1: And I right. feel like there's even different, there's, like, trolling, right? Which is where people yeah. are just going out to spoil things for people. Like, that's mm-hmm. their purpose. And that, mm-hmm, I think we all can agree, is, like
2: mean should not be done for
1: annoying like people should just not do that yeah
0: if you have especially if you have like a big following on social media and you use that to blatantly spoil something then yeah and i I, i'm not speaking for any like specific thing but i'm just saying in general like if that's Mm -hmm. your take Mm -hmm. on something and this is kind of stemming like the whole reason we even brought this up this conversation on the as a topic for the podcast was the smash brothers spoilers that happened and then the kingdom hearts yeah. leak that was going on mm. and kind of you know what makes someone do that what is the what do they get from releasing that information because all it really does is just possibly ruin the experience for people who are looking to get the full immersion and they're actually looking to see the story from start to finish You're not going to ruin it for folks who are willingly clicking on that and like, yes, I want to know what that spoiler is because they're just impatient and they want to know what happens way before it happens. So that way maybe they can go and spoil it for someone else. But like you're just you don't get any benefit from it. Like you're not getting compensation for spoiling some game, you know, a month in advance or something like that. I I just don't get how it really even happens. I, under- I understood it with like game of thrones if we can talk about that at some point <laughs> <laughs>
1: with those ones so i actually maybe just stayed very far away from the smash one and the kingdom hearts i don't really I have two Hearts at all so so but do those were those ones like data mined? i believe um, kingdom hearts was
2: yeah i stayed away from them so because i didn't want to know yeah. so i don't yeah. know about kingdom hearts um so for Smash, it was, I'm looking at an article. It says pirates ripped and uploaded files from an early copy over the weekend.
1: Mm. So that, because I was going to mention data mining is like one of the spoilers that I hated this year. Data mining has become this like extra layer of spoilers. So now it's not it's even about like the game is out and someone played it really fast and now or, or the book is out and someone's read it really fast and are now spoiling things online. It's like the game is not even out and someone has like hacked into an early release or early access or whatever, um, or the patch notes or something like that, and they're releasing content that isn't even live in the game, or the game isn't even live, mm-hmm. and like that for me is so annoying. Yeah, that's I, like I the don't ultimate understand. pinnacle yeah. of annoyance. Uh, and then they release that information. And the one I wanted to mention was, and this has been live in the game, but spoiler alert: Destiny Two, blah blah. blah. But for me, like, I went on to Reddit and, like, on my front page, because I follow Destiny 2 and Destiny 2 lore. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) And on the front page, like, without the proper tag or anything, it was just, like, I don't even remember the title. But it just heavily alluded to a character coming back to life. And I, even without... Knowing what it was, I just knew it had to be Aldrin because they wouldn't bring back Cade so quickly. And I was like, well, this is completely ruined for me. And like in the game, when that does happen, which it happened last week, where you could go and talk to the queen and you'd get the cutscene that was data mined. Mm. It would I still got chills watching it. Right, right. But my experience would have been so much heightened of like that happening in game for me without me having already seen it because of this post on reddit so like and that was data mined and that is really frustrating i think i don't know so i'll stop there
2: no i agree like um like people do in overwatch all the time they'll like leak the name although blizzard has kind of just been leaking them on purpose Mm -hmm. they'll like show the names of new skins or events or potential characters like that happens a lot too but i think at this point blizzard has just straight up been like showing the name places or placeholders for them and ptr when stuff comes up because there's like, whatever yeah speculate we don't care but originally i know it was like a big problem
0: well yeah and i feel like we're seeing game companies do that more often now like okay you're gonna spoil it cool we're just gonna own it or we're gonna do it before you so that way you're not the one spoiling it. like look what happened before E3 with Rage Two, mm-hmm. like it got mm-hmm. spoiled by I think it was at Walmart. I think they spoiled it. Yeah. And so yeah. the next day they're like, okay, yeah, we're announcing Rage Two. Here's a little teaser for it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which
1: was a great way to handle that. It was. And I also, I also think that like whoever did that on Walmart, I don't think they did it maliciously. No. no. Right. Was, I think I whoever think so. was setting yeah. up the the product page or whatever, like, yeah. they just made it live by mistake. So like, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I fully agree with that, that it's just, like, it's probably, at this point, it's probably like an automated system. Like, mm-hmm. they they get word of what games are potentially coming out, so they just do the TBA, 20, 30, 2019, yeah. 2013, what the fuck? I have <laughs> no idea. Where you what a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> they just do TBA 2019 and then toss it up there.
1: Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even, like... That was just a release spoiler. Yeah. That wasn't related to the plot or anything yeah. like that. So, right. yeah, even though like that probably threw Bethesda's plan for a loop, uh, it still didn't release any like integral story details. Right. Which for me is usually more important. important. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for because I'm agree. with you
0: guys that the data mining is just ridiculous. I, I don't see the point yeah. of it. I understand if leaks happen after somebody gets their hands on a copy of the game and is actually playing it. I understand. If some jackass like breaks an NDA and releases gameplay footage, and then it makes its circulation on the internet, mm. so the good thing is a lot of social media gives you the opportunity to block a, a lot of those things and mute those things, so that way you don't have to. If like you don't want to get Red Dead Redemption Two spoilers, you mute Red Dead Redemption Two, and you don't see anything. But hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's it's it's, it's insane to me that like people like datamine just so they can spoil it and hope like what is the hope there you know (laughs) Mm. because like I, i talk like this because as we've done this podcast for a year plus now i've inadvertently like spoiled games because i just a lot of times if they're older games i just don't think of it as a spoiler i just think of this as something that you know i've played and talked about for a while so it slips my mind so if i and i know i have spoiled games so <laughs> when i do spoil things it's not I'm, I'm not doing it maliciously it's just genuinely not on the top of my head that i'm like oh mm-hmm. this could potentially be a spoiler which right. is what happened with the um the the crossover episode because it was brought to my attention that i'd spoiled something within god of war and so i've got so I've, since then i've gone and updated the The show notes, so that way it says spoiler between this point for God of War. Oh, oh, that's nice. But the thing was, because I literally wasn't thinking that being a spoiler, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't. And like none of 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 us, none of us caught it. And what Kate brought up, she brings up a very good point in the discussion of like when spoilers kind of rear their head, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. is that context is kind of important when people kind of like, that's why I wasn't thinking of labeling as a spoiler because the context of the conversation was we were discussing, you know, fictional crossover games and assumedly it would be these games are taking place after the current installments of the games that we're using for these creations. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with all that going into play, it literally didn't trigger in my head to be like, oh, yeah, spoiler for God of War. So I do apologize to anybody who I spoiled God of War for, but I was in the heat of the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, it kind of brings into the question, like, what is that time frame? Like, what is that statute of when it's okay to talk about without worrying about labeling it as a spoiler? Um, Because Mm -hmm. I know that game has been out for eight months and I, I usually look at it as like a year that's kind of my subjective time frame be like if the game's been Mm -hmm. out a year or more i think it's kind of open to be able to be discussed um but with god of war i could see it as being an exception because it was literally like the most talked about game this year Mm -hmm. so i don't know i i feel like this is where a lot of subjection comes into play with this conversation just because like we may think, oh yeah, years good, but now someone would be like, oh, I am so backed up in my backlog, I'm not gonna get to that game for maybe two years. So Right. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, at some point, so there's like a responsibility shift at some point. Like the game comes out and the responsibility is on the you know, the news organization (laughs) or the entity reporting on it to say spoiler alert, da 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 Mm da. So like When the game comes out and they do their big review, like I know Kotaku always will put in like spoilers from this point on or they'll do like a spoiler-free review. And we've done spoiler casts where we can talk about the entire product and not have to worry about spoiling information because it's literally labeled a spoiler cast so that we can talk about the whole thing. So the responsibility is first on the outlet, the media outlet, To label things appropriately Mm -hmm. but at some point and I don't know what that time frame is it switches to the player who hasn't played the game and the responsibility falling on that person to like self-monitor and make sure that you know okay I really don't want Red Dead Redemption 2 spoiled for me so like I'm not gonna go on the Reddit I'm not gonna read a review with spoilers in it mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk to my friends about it <laughs> like there's a shift there that happens I don't know when that happens but mm-hmm. like the responsibility definitely shifts at some point I just don't know when so for me I just started playing Hollow Knight which is like oh, oh I my got god too. <laughs> oh my god it's incredible <laughs> like it's what fun. a good indie game and yeah it's a smaller game but like I since I've started it, I've been like oh my god I really love this game so I'm not going to look up anything related to Hollow Knight until I finish that game and Mm -hmm. understand the whole story there so like and that came out a while ago so like the responsibility is on me firmly to not have that game spoiled but like that game just came out and I was just playing it uh, and I wanted to read a review of it and there's just like spoilers all over the place without a warning like that is the outlet's fault not mine
0: right right Right. I agree yeah and I'd say oh good great (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of the show (laughs) yeah um (laughs) I definitely agree there because I think we do a very good job of trying to catch ourselves. I like I speaking for myself it's very difficult sometimes because a lot of games I reference are like older games that I played. Yeah. And I'd never think to label that as a spoiler if it's especially if it's like a like a 3-year-old game or even higher than that. Yeah. Then I really don't think of it. But I understand if it's like 1 to 2 years of people You know, just haven't got around to playing it. And I understand that they can be upset if we're talking about it on a topic and we bring it up and don't label it as a spoiler. I understand how they could be like, "Well, we should, you know, let you let the viewer know that we're about to spoil certain aspects of that game." But, Mm -hmm. like you said, I think for me personally, I feel like that one-year mark—that's when it kind of shifts over to the responsibility of the listener or the viewer or whoever's, you know, taking in that Mm -hmm. content. Mostly because if you're listening and they start talking about that game that you know you haven't played, wouldn't you just be a little bit extra cautious and just be like, well, maybe I should skip over this or, you know, not listen to this portion just because maybe they could spoil it because the game is, you know, a year old, two years old, and they could be
1: talking about end game results here. Especially if it was like really important to me too. Like some games, like, I don't have a PS4, mm-hmm. so I'm never going to play God of War. And like, I don't mind that it's spoiled for me because I I, I really love it as a piece of work. So like, definitely going to read through the story at some point. Um, and like my dad, we got we got him a PS4 and <laughs> I bought him God of War for Christmas. And so he started playing it. And like, I know some information. And I was like, hey, tap my sister, like, do you want to? Do you want to know this information? So, like, we talked a little <laughs> bit about it, and then we were, like, watching the game, and she was, like, this is so much more interesting knowing the information that you told me. <laughs> and I was, like, it is. Like, if I didn't know that information, like, some of these things that are going on the in the game were, like, much cooler uh, to, to see unravel and happen knowing that information yeah mm-hmm. that's why
0: that game has great replay value because yeah. if you kind of learn it for yourself and then you go back and play then you see all those things you're like wow it's a much different Makes story now. <laughs> You're like wow
1: yeah, yeah yeah i have one research study i want to mention too but has anything been spoiled for you guys recently in a video game that you were like god damn it uh,
2: recently
1: or not recently just ever
2: Probably because I'm slow at playing games. Um, so when I heard there was Kingdom Hearts three spoilers, I was like, I've been waiting like 15 years to play this fucking game. <laughs> There's no way I'm letting it get letting it get ruined at this point. Um, so and not that I'm like super active on Twitter anyway, but I was like, I cannot log on <laughs> for days because I'm not letting that happen. Um, not that I can think
1: of, not recently anyway. Yeah, the Ultron. Ultron. Sob thing was ruined for me. I know. That I was annoyed about.
2: And you want know something interesting too to point out is like uh I'm just referencing, like going back to the Smash discussion, it's you're also kind of undermining all the hard work that these people put into these games. Like Sakurai spoke a little bit about like how he doesn't like leaks. Um, like For example, he said, I really wanted to avoid having the work of several years get smashed by someone who wanted his little moment to brag. It was a top secret project that many a Nintendo didn't even know about. So, you know, that's, I think, another important topic. It's like not only when you like give early release spoilers or very quickly after, I think you're also kind of undermining the developers and the creators work as well. And it's also on the community to not be assholes and spoil things (laughs) right away, not just the media. Yeah, whoever spoiled Aldrin, you're a dick.
0: Yeah, because I definitely agree that anybody who's like doing it maliciously and just like trying to spoil something just to do it—that's that's not cool. Don't do that.
1: Right. Was anything spoiled for you? This year, Steve.
0: I don't think anything was. I, I uh, looking back on this past year, I don't think anything that I was actively interested in, actively playing, or like actively looking to play. I don't believe anything got spoiled for me. Like I still don't know uh, really anything about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> a lot of it too has to do with the fact that I read a lot re- less reviews than I used to until i've mm-hmm. played the game just because this year i wrote a lot more reviews so i don't read anything until i've actually played the game and written mine and so by mm-hmm. then i'm not kind of seeing anything that possibly could come up because usually reviews aren't ha- like don't have any spoilers but every now and then something does sneak through that kind of tips your like i don't know just like tips their hand a little bit mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I usually just avoid it. Like if I know I'm looking to play something, I just won't click on anything. Like mm. the good news is all the media sites, like the the main ones obviously, Polygon, Kotaku, IGN, plus one player, like all those main ones, <laughs> they do a really good job of labeling, you know, any possible spoilers. So really with that, it it's very helpful because I never I never fall into something that looks normal and then it's just like here's a bunch of fucking spoilers right in your face yeah and i also don't go on reddit that much so i don't have to worry about that stuff Mm -hmm. because i'm not too big on reddit
1: (laughs) yes you're not well there's this one study that i wanted to bring up uh and this is from a wired article from 2011 throwback even further by jonah (laughs) lar so he is writing about an experiment Uh, conducted at UC San Diego in which, quote, several dozen undergraduates uh, were given 12 different short stories. The stories came in three different flavors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Some subjects read the story as is without a spoiler. Some read the story with a spoiler carefully embedded in the actual text. Uh, And some read the story with a spoiler disclaimer in the preface. Uh, So basically... Some people knew the big twist in the story, and some people did not. So, some people it was spoiled for them, some people it was not spoiled for them. Uh, and then these professors at UC San Diego compile the data and also ask folks to then rate how much they enjoyed the story. And so they did this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They did this for 12 stories, and in almost every single story, this is also a quote, regardless of genre, uh, the story was more pleasurable when prefaced with a spoiler. What? Yes. That's wild. Like
2: they they said what the spoiler was.
1: Yes. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9 ten so in 11 out of the 12 stories that people read if the story was spoiled for them beforehand they enjoyed the story more
0: that's crazy I Isn't never that I never nuts. would have expected that well you know
2: what's interesting maybe maybe it also like one depends on the kind of spoiler that it is like mm. um, and two but it's like I know this is going to happen. Oh, my God. Like, I can't wait to see the buildup. up. could be it, too. Or, the, mm-hmm. like, you're just waiting for the ball to drop, and you're like, oh, my God, like, this happened? So, like, does that mean, like, this person's going to die now? Like, when's this going to... It might just be, like, an anticipation, adrenaline yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: I could totally see that. I could totally yeah. see that just gripping someone's attention more because they know what's coming. Whereas, especially, mm-hmm. when
1: was the study done? Did you mention that at the beginning? Well, the article was written in 2011. I don't think Mr. Jonah cites when the study was okay. done. Okay. And it's done with literature, so yeah. there's also that difference.
0: But I think that really would apply to today's like societal attention span. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I could totally see if you know what's coming, you're like, oh, I want to see... How that happens, but if you don't know what's coming, a lot of people will just watch like while on their phones and not like pay full enough attention, and so all of a sudden they just get like clued in when something kind of sparks their attention, but they they miss a bunch of things happening throughout the show. So I can kind of see that, you know, mm-hmm. that anticipation. It's like,
2: in a way, like when you watch a TV show and you finished it and you introduce a friend to it. And they're like, oh, my God, I love this character. And you know they die, and you're just sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> wait for your reaction. But you <laughs> oh can't say God. anything. Two like, of that's my like roommates have been watching
0: uh, Game of Thrones for the first time. It is so <laughs> difficult. Actually, <laughs> it's because they, we all, all of our bedrooms are on the third floor. So one night my door was open, and they were watching it. And the reason I know they were watching it, because it was the Red Wedding episode. <laughs> Wedding. Oh, <laughs> no. And <laughs> I recognized Catelyn's scream.
1: Mm. yeah i was i was able to get through the red wedding without it being spoiled for me Mm -hmm.
0: it's funny because i i didn't watch game of thrones until after the fourth season had finished so i didn't get anything spoiled i just knew that something big happened at the red wedding Mm.
2: okay someone was just like
0: yeah I, i so i didn't know what exactly happened the only thing that got spoiled on game of thrones for me was um the mountain and uh, Prince Oberyn. Oh. That was the only thing oh. that I, I I saw it on Twitter, and uh. I it was one of those like autoplays,
1: and I was just like, oh, what's mm-hmm. this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. There
0: that's were also a
1: lot rough. of memes that came out after that scene. That's true. I feel like Game of Thrones in general, like oh yeah, last season spoilers into like, like the
0: whole script was leaked last culture.
1: season. Oh yeah,
0: and oh last season too, like the first four episodes released early, so you could find them on the internet. And then yep. a couple oh, other ones yeah. also released early. I definitely watched them early. Like, I I had no qualms <laughs> with doing that. Like, they were available. I'm not going to wait a week if I don't have to. It was great. I still watched it that Sunday, but, like, come on. It was fucking fantastic. As long as
2: you're not going around and be like, so this is what happened. Oh, no.
0: I didn't tell anybody.
2: <laughs> That's I Kept different.
0: that shit to myself.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah. like, the worst is when you're, like, you mentioned this happened to you on Reddit. Like, I forget what it was. It was for a manga that I read that I got spoiled for something really big because a blog Fruits I follow. Basket? No, not Fruits Basket. Um, but they didn't tag anything. Like They didn't tag the oh. name of the manga. They didn't tag spoilers. They just said it. And I was so pissed because I don't really buy the books anymore. Like, But this is the one of the few series I do. I was like, you just spoiled something so big. Are you fucking kidding me? Like... Enough to where I was like, I don't know if I want to read this anymore. Like, it was a huge one. (laughs) I was so mad. That's frustrating. Yeah. At least Uh. tag it with something so I could unfollow it. Come on.
0: Yeah. I know. I think this has been a pretty good discussion of just like I I feel like because this is really just like an open forum of what our thoughts are on spoilers. Like we don't have the answers really. Like and they're going to be out there.
1: (laughs) Research. (laughs) I
0: know. I appreciate the history lesson because I didn't know a lot of that stuff like where it all originated. True. That's why you're the lore connoisseur. You dug deep and figured out the lore of spoilers. That's amazing. He loves lore so much. He got lore on spoilers incredible you can only find that type of top-notch research on the plus one player podcast
1: it's true i went all the way back to 2011
0: i think we're gonna have to ask the audience what their thoughts are so if you guys have any ideas or if you have any responses to any of the things we said regarding spoilers give us a call at 347-509-5620 let us know what you think about the never-ending tale of spoilers. Cool.
1: Well, yeah. I, I would just add that in summary, I think we agree on the following points, that data mining is bad. Yes. That being a troll for the sole goal of ruining a <laughs> plot line for someone. Being
0: a troll for a the sole goal. <laughs> I was really thinking. The troll sole goal. Yeah,
1: you were going to keep rhyming
0: that. <laughs> he
2: knows how uh, to.
1: Yeah, the troll soul goal is, uh, you know, Doing that for to for the purpose of ruining it for people is also bad yes uh, I think that we also agree that there is responsibility on media and reporting and and just people with large community followings to tag things appropriately uh in the time after or soon after a release of a game, and then that it's sort of foggy when that responsibility shifts onto the player. Uh, you know, in terms of time period, Steve, you said one year. I think I'm a little bit less than that, to be honest. I'd say probably like somewhere between six to eight months, like the responsibility shifts. Um,
2: I, I say like a year.
1: Yeah,
0: because mm. six to eight months, I feel like that for me fell in the hole, depending on what game it is. You know, if yeah. it's like some
1: obscure game that, you know, you're introducing to someone. Then maybe don't spoil it. Yeah. So, yeah, call us and let us know what you think about spoilers. Has anything been ruined for you this year or previously? Well, let's move on then to Patch Notes. This is Patch Notes One Two Point Two Seven Point One Eight, in which we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Cool. So, why don't we start with Christine?
2: So, uh, my article is from Kotaku by Heather alexandra and it's titled boy atlas is having a rocky launch <laughs> <laughs> so atlas is the newest game from Ark survival evolves developers it was showcased at the game awards um it was the game that basically like you could be a pirate or a knight or whatever the heck you want to be in this crazy fantasy world um and we all agreed that it looks ridiculous but could be interesting so um originally it was teased the december 13th release but it kept getting pushed back until it came out the i think the 20 december 22nd so it got pushed back about 10 days and taking this from the article since its debut last week the massively online adventure game has been met with largely negative reaction from players due to issues like severe server lag and an extremely hostile world Players can build settlements, but apparently a small percentage of launch players have claimed important coastal areas for their own. A lot of people talk about how difficult it is. Saying One person said it feels a whole lot like Ark. The character creation is definitely Ark. My first time in a game, I spawned in the middle of the ocean, ran out (laughs) of stamina, trying to swim to shore and died. I respawned and was immediately murdered by an eel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it is important to note the game is an early access but um it's garnered on steam mostly negative reviews so looks like it's having a hard time i can't imagine why when you offer a game with so many possibilities (laughs) like i remember we were all watching it we're like what the hell is this yeah exactly
1: so i was watching a lot of streams of atlas both like shroud and like other folks and that game looks rough <laughs> and like people the, the people I was watching were like trying to be into it and stuff like that but which I get from like a streamer perspective but mm-hmm. um I don't know it just looked really buggy and yeah it's early access so I like I easily forgave the devs for like the launch issues and like servers and stuff like that like that always happens it's just expected at this point <laughs> um but like I don't know. The game itself just like didn't draw me in. The gameplay didn't draw me in. Just seems like a massive gathering crafting game, which like I don't know. I I would I would have liked something maybe a little more direct, uh, or I don't know, not direct but
2: intuitive. <laughs> something yeah, maybe different. a little
1: more intuitive or or just like not. I mean, they went like to the walls in terms of making it uh like open world to the max right and it just I don't know a game like that just seems too, a little too much for me a little too much sandbox
0: yeah mm. when we first saw it like Christine was mentioning we were all just like what is happening <laughs> here the, like dragons and the pirates and the knights and armor yeah, yeah. it's just like one of those the restaurants dinosaurs. that just yeah. like offers you all types of foods but none of cheesecake them are factory. really that good it's the cheesecake factory <laughs> it's a video yeah. games
2: <laughs> there are cheesecakes good but everything else
0: I don't see how they expected not to have a rocky start with what they're offering like that it's just like shooting for not just like our moon shooting for all of the moons in every (laughs) solar system (laughs) they really they really set the bar high for like they were trying to accomplish i i mean i think it could be a really cool concept but i really think that they're just they're spreading themselves a little too thin with it it's just Mm -hmm. so much happening at once yeah
1: i agree All right, well, I'll go next. Well, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens with Atlas when it full releases. Uh, cool. Well, my article is by Jason Schreier uh, from Kotaku. He wrote this article, With Activision's influence growing, Blizzard is cutting costs, um, which <laughs> the article basically goes into exactly that. Uh Over the year, over the course of the last year, Blizzard has been trying very actively to find creative ways to cut costs that won't draw negative press attention. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that's mentioned in the article is this Career Crossroads program where you are basically given a a severance package to leave Blizzard. Um, Blizzard did respond to information about Career Crossroads, uh, stating that it's actually been a program they've had for a while, which I do believe And it was specifically for the customer success team, which I also believe. uh, And that they expanded it out to the QA and IT teams recently, which I imagine the goal of that is to have more people leave the organization so that they can save on salary and benefits. And then he goes on to say that last month, a Kotaku investigation revealed that Blizzard staff had been told to reduce expenses while at the same time produce more games, which oh boy... This is just, so here's the thing. I think this is just Activision putting their model Putting their onto grubby Blizzard. little
2: hands all over yeah. it. Yep. Well, that,
1: yeah, it's exactly what hap- is happening. Activision has games that come out every year, like Call of Duty. Uh, and so they want Blizzard to turn into an Activision where they come out with a game every year. They reduce their costs, but they pump out video games. Yeah. That's... That's it. And no. I'm certain that we're going to see more Destiny 2s in uh, Blizzard's future where they, you know, Bungie released a game way too early. It was bad. It took them a whole year to catch up and release a good game mm-hmm. Forsaken. That's what's going to happen. They're going to release, I, I don't know, Diablo 4. It's going to be bad. They're going to have to catch up. And then a year later of, like, updates and DLC and things, the game will be good. And then they'll release the next Warcraft, and it'll be bad when it comes out, and they'll have to update and update and update, yeah. and then it'll be good later on. That, yeah.
2: or they'll just die off, like, poor Mass Effect, you know? See, I think...
1: Like, oh, those are genres? Yeah. Oh, well, the,
0: yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think Blizzard has... What they have going for them is, like, their namesake, and I think that'll carry them for a little bit. For so, sure. I, like, I, I wouldn't see them like dropping off anytime soon. But, like you said, with like, because one of the criticisms of Destiny Two when it came out is it basically felt like a carbon copy of one. It was the same enemies. It was the mm-hmm. same classes. It was the same weapon types. The worlds looked similar. The villain was the original villain, Dominus Gall pretty forgettable not that great
1: very forgettable
0: and so like you said it took them a year to catch up because they were like shit all right well at least now we have the base ready like we have Mm -hmm. this solid foundation of a game because you know servers their their servers are always pretty solid and and like we've talked about the mechanics are always good but then they finally figured out okay now we can actually start to add to it but that's not how you should do it like you should take the time to make the game you want to make that the players want to play and then release it whenever you release it and it sucks that you right. get a company like Activision who's probably doing that. They're probably trying to force them to do what Activision currently does, like you mentioned, year after year, game after game. But it's, like, too much after a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just that, like, I get that model of, like, releasing a game every year, like, sure. But I, I feel like it works for certain games and not for others. Like- I agree it's a model that won't work with blizzard because that's not the type of game that blizzard releases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so yes, it's seen success at Activision and the board of Activision is probably like, well, why can't you make it work at blizzard? And so Activision is now like, okay, well let's try and make it work at blizzard, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's just two incompatible philosophies on video games, trying to, and, and trying to bash them together, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Didn't they, um, Get rid of, like, Hearthstone tournaments recently also. Didn't that happen? Or am I incorrect? Something uh, happened with Hearthstone. I think you mean
1: that they got rid of uh, Heroes of the Storm That's what I'm... Support. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, really, as far as I know, a lot of people like that game. Like, I think this is just another example of just cutting costs for Daddy oh, for Activision, sure. you know? Oh,
1: Daddy Acty, Daddy Acti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's that the Storm was never going to be successful, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. you'll, you already have two really strong top-down MOBAs yeah. in the market. Uh, mm-hmm. And they tried something different where the team levels as a whole, it just didn't work out. It, yeah. it was never going to work out. So, like, I actually understand that decision, but I do know people that play it and enjoy it. So, yeah, it's sad that they took those developers away from it.
2: And then they were probably just given a severance package to save money, so...
1: Well, mm-hmm. I think they were probably moved on to different games.
2: Yeah, hopefully at least, uh, hopefully, they still
0: have a job, you know? like yeah, that's true, too.
1: Uh, all right, Steve, what is your a riveting news piece this week?
0: So nothing too big here, but it is kind of interesting to look at this. And this is also by Jason Trier from Kotaku. So a Kotaku trifecta. So this is called PlayStation Classic gets hit. Oh, excuse me. PlayStation Classic gets huge price cut, which says a lot. That's the name. One month after the NES Classic launched, it was impossible to find. One month after the SNES Classic launched, it was the hottest console on the market. And one month after PlayStation Classic launched, it's been marked down from $100 to $60 at every store on the internet. Wow. The 40% price drop, which went widespread across stores like Amazon and Target yesterday, signals that Sony made more PlayStation Classics than it sold. There are a lot of possible explanations for this. Maybe people don't have the same nostalgia for PlayStation as they do for Nintendo, or maybe they got sick of buying classic consoles the last two Christmases. It's probably a mix of both, I'd imagine there. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, just like the maligned PlayStation Vita, it's a string of poor decisions on Sony's part that has led to the PlayStation Classic's apparent failure. Consider this. Before this price cut, the PlayStation Classic retailed for $100. In comparison, the SNES Classic went for $80, while the NES Classic cost $60. Sony has a long history of price gouging, the Vita's pricey proprietary memory cards helped ensure that the system would never take off, and this is no exception. This list of PlayStation Classic games is baffling. While there'd be no way to pick 20 games from the PS1's massive library that satisfied everybody, this particular list seemed to satisfy nobody. It's full of strange choices and missing some games that should have been musts, like Tomb Raider and Crash Bandicoot. Speaking of which, why is the PlayStation Classic limited to 20 games? Perhaps Sony felt like it had to copy the SNES Classic strategy, but almost all of the games in the SNES Classic's library were must-plays. It's hard to say the same about Mr. Driller... (laughs)
1: For a hundred dollars <laughs> so you stupid. get <laughs> it's so dumb. for a
0: hundred dollars you get a strange mix of twenty games with no way to change them or add new ones. It's hard to imagine many people seeing that as a good deal. The PlayStation Classic is full of emulation issues. After launch, people quickly realized that the system was running the European PAL versions of some games, <laughs> leading to lower frame rates what? and glitches. Yet another black mark on what was already a Spartan console. The system only supports original PS1 controllers, no enhanced DualShock versions, which means no joysticks, which means far less enjoyable gaming. So I pretty much agree with everything uh, on those bullet points that Jason mentioned because, I, like I said, and everybody knows, I'm a huge Sony fanboy. I'm literally wearing the Sony sweatshirt right now. I love PlayStation. PlayStation 1 was really what sold me on video games. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1 blew me away. Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Crash Bandicoot, the list goes on. So I was very excited when they announced the classic, and then I saw that library. And I understand why Crash Bandicoot and why Spyro are not on it, because obviously they're trying to drive people to buy the HD remixes on the newer consoles. I understand that. Mm -hmm. That's business. Cool. But like, no Tomb Raider? Come on. And then the fact that they sold it with the original PS1 controllers, no DualShock? Come on. There was just so many baffling things that they decided to do with this. And then once you found out that the games weren't running well, the fact that they were running on the old PAL version, I was like, that's definitely not worth $100. I still don't think it's worth $60 because I have a PS3 and I can play PS1 games on my PS3. So that it never really appealed to me. I think... Like he mentioned at the beginning that there's probably not the same nostalgia. And I totally agree. I don't think there's the same nostalgia for Sony PlayStation 1 as there is for Nintendo, the original NES, and the SNES. And it makes more sense because those are much older consoles. Like, there's there's no denying that the PlayStation 1 has an incredible library. But I agree that that lineup was just very questionable. Where it's like, okay, I feel like you just missed the mark here. Cool, you got Metal Gear Solid, you got Twisted Metal... But
1: oh, I love Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal was
0: great, but unanimously almost, like, among PlayStation players, Twisted Metal 2 was, like, the more revered oh, yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, like, if you're going to get the – why don't you get the uh, – just decision after decision they were making with this, you are like, okay, I don't know about this one. And because I yeah. have access to PlayStation 1 games, like, you can still go to a lot of um, – like music stores that'll sell video games, or you can go online. You can still get PS1 games pretty easily. Like, it's very difficult to get certain NES and SNES games. It's not that hard to get original PS1 games. So, I I don't know. I think the timing was weird. I think it was a little rushed. I always kind of kept my eye on it, but I never really wanted to get it just because I don't really have a need to play those 20 games, you know?
1: Do they have cross-play on it? I don't think
0: they have cross crossbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that they didn't have the dual shot controllers. That baffles me. That's crazy. Like,
1: There's a few odd decisions. Yeah,
0: there were. There were. I don't know. Oh well. I mean. Oh well. It's because yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I'm never gonna buy it. But
1: you win some, you lose some. Yeah, it's just a weird decision you on just their spoil part. some. Honestly,
0: let's just make a <laughs> PS2 classic that had better games anyway.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah! PS2, PS2 greatest console was of the all best. time. Kingdom Hearts was on PS2. Good shit.
1: Cool. Well, that's been patch notes one two point two seven point one eight. Do we have any voicemails?
0: Ooh, we do have a voicemail. So this one is from our good buddy David. Folks in the Discord know him as Lou Kang. I think he's right now is Pokemaster Lou Kang. Mm-hmm. So I believe he is. He's he's one of those who changes his name a lot. I've done that numerous times myself. I actually need a new name change because I'm not playing Pokemon anymore. So I got to change it from Pokemon Let's Go Stevie to something else. <laughs> love that name. But we do have a lovely voicemail from our good friend, David. So let's hear what he has to say.
3: Hey, how's it going, Plasma Player? This is LeeWK19. I just want to say that I really enjoyed what you guys are doing. And I just love the podcast. I really love hanging around. in the Discord channel. And yeah, just keep up the great work. I also have a guest that came for y'all. So here goes. Okay, so... I left on a journey with low expectations. I made tons of friends along the way, helped me overcome many obstacles. But in the end, it wasn't enough because I failed many times. I did come close once, but I just ended up failing once again. So yeah, I'm just going to give you guys a second to put in your guesses. Alrighty. So, yeah, here is the first clue. It is based on a series or a character or however you guys want to look at it. It is also an online game or a multiplayer game. And I think everybody loves this game or show. So, yeah. Bye.
2: Oh, wait. He didn't tell us what it is. Oh, okay. ah, shit.
0: Okay, oh, yeah. So, because uh, his dog. So there's dog, online. He mentioned this. His dog jumped on his lap and knocked over <laughs> oh. uh, a glass of water. <laughs> so he had to abruptly hang up.
2: Okay. Yes. So, so there's it's...
1: online capability.
2: And everyone loves this game.
1: I think I might be right.
0: What would you say?
2: Because
1: he said it was also a series game. What did? You... Oh, Dark I said Souls? Dark Souls.
2: Is Does that have online? Oh, yeah, is it that... does. There's
1: PVP
0: and it has you can join up with people
1: and you're not really recognized for your successes right yep. by like anyone cuz there's like okay few people alive or whatever
0: I'll go with dark souls Sure I don't have any <laughs> So David give us a call let us know if we got that right Yeah do we get that <laughs> right David <laughs> And Is hopefully it dark souls? yeah hopefully your dog won't cover you in some type of beverage again <laughs> well thank you so much for giving us a call david and if anybody else would like to phone in give us a call at 347-509-5620 give us a guess that game like david did or share your thoughts on another topic we may have discussed so with all that i think it's about time we start to wind down the show if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to feel free to go to whatever podcast service you listen to us on whether it be spotify Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, PocketCast, whatever it may be. Give us a like, give us a review, and subscribe because that goes a long way. And we really appreciate it. Also, if you've enjoyed this or any other content that we produce, feel free to go on over to patreon.com one player. Feel free to throw us a buck or two because, like I mentioned at the start of the show, every dollar you send us goes right back to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have a great group of supporters, and we'd love it if you would join that rad group. So with that, episode 60 is coming to a close. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.
1: That's when I go down to the Margaritaville Festival in Sayville. You know it. One dollar margs all night.
2: God damn it. That's fantastic. <laughs>